0: Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires, a podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage, designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hi, everybody. Hi, y'all. Welcome. We're so excited we're back. We're back in action, y'all. We have been back in action. It has been so fun to be back recording with you guys and um, with a bunch of powerful women around the world. We are thrilled about this series. It has been incredible.
1: Mm -hmm. So inspiring already, women in quarantine and hearing from women and and really going through their experience and their learnings and their challenges um, has really helped at least me personally feel less alone and also really empowered. So um, I'm, extremely extremely grateful for for this time that we have with all these incredible women
0: and we have a really special one on today oh we do we do we have our sweet and dear friend kima on the podcast with us and she is all the way in costa rica y'all and she is coming in hot for us on the zoom so kima why don't you come on say hi to everybody
2: hello everybody Thanks for Yay! having me today. Guys, and
1: she's in a beautiful hammock, and she looks stunning <laughs> in a I gotta tropical tell area.
0: Yeah, she really looks like living La Vida.
2: <laughs> Kill. La, pu- la Pura Vida, that's what they say <laughs> <Yeah>. here.
1: <laughs> la Pura Vida.
2: That's yeah.
0: right, Kima. Well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got to Costa Rica, and um, what you've been up to recently
2: uh so i am i am a wife and a mother and um we came to costa rica two years ago actually we just had our two-year anniversary of moving to Rica. that is rica. wild it is
1: uh, it mean, does no. not seem like it's been
2: that long but it, it but it seems like it's been so much longer does, does that make yeah. sense like, it seems like we just left houston but it seems like we've been in costa rica for like eight years
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Kima was our, our dear friend and yoga sister in Houston, Texas for a long time. And then she had a dream and they moved to Costa Rica. And you made it happen, Kima.
2: I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And it, it started with just saying, i want to move to Costa Rica. So my husband and I, we got married in Costa Rica in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the time I was battling breast cancer. And um, so we came we we got engaged then i and we started planning the wedding then i got diagnosed and mm-hmm. in the in the middle like ha, like probably 4 months away from our wedding i had to start chemo and uh my boss was like you know cancer's taking so much from you at this point don't you dare cancel your wedding you know mm-hmm. you should still go so we went we came and We were here for a little over maybe almost three weeks because we we married and then we honeymooned and just went all across the country. And in that time, I felt so much better. Like normally, uh, because I I'd had a session, we got married July 30th. I think my last chemo was maybe three weeks, three or four weeks prior to that. And normally, you know, you kind of you feel bad, really, really bad. And this was my third chemo treatment um, out of supposed to be six. It ended up being my last after coming to Costa Rica. We came wow. and um, when we got here, I, could, I couldn't do much without breathing hard. You know, I was, I, you could tell I was sick. And by the time we left, I was just starting to feel like myself again like i was doing yoga on our honeymoon and i hadn't been able to do yoga not not a full um a full flow and so yeah on our honeymoon i had started doing yoga and i was just feeling great and i was like there is something about this place and i said to nick then it'd be so cool if we could like live here mm-hmm. you know like if we could we could live here that would be awesome and we had planned to travel the world um, before I got sick, we had made plans. We were going to take Errol out of school for a year and we were just going to travel North and South America for one year and then come back. You know, we weren't going to sell our home or anything like that. we were going to come back and hang out. But then I got sick and we, and all the money we had saved for that ended up going to, to this, so, but it ended up being better because we ended up moving here instead of just taking, like, a one-year trip to a bunch of different places, and um, when we got here, life changed fast, like, we had all of this time to, life is slow here, like, mm-hmm. slower and Like pura vida, that people don't rush to do things, and um, it really is about family first. So, we had all all of a sudden we had all this time to like meditate. Mm. We get up and you meditate and do breath break and do yoga practice, then you eat breakfast, then you lounge around, then you can read a book. Now, this is all prior to me having my son. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Life
0: changed a little bit, and my life changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah, so that's how we ended up here. It was, it was when we, um, when we got back to the States after our wedding, of course, you guys know Harvey happened and Harvey mm-hmm. happened r- like in 2017, three weeks prior to Harvey, three or four weeks prior to Harvey, I had had my reconstruction surgery, which was a major surgery. It had like 40 stitches and I had this huge mm-hmm. scar that you guys have seen on my back. And when Harvey came, we had to make a decision on whether or not to evacuate. And I think under normal circumstances, we would have stayed. But Nick was like, if we flood and have to go out, you will likely die because you have this big wound yeah. on your back. So we decided to leave and we flooded. And so, it, you know, it was good that we that we left. We lost our home. And uh, we ended up in the garage apartment of a neighbor so that we could keep Erlyn in her same school. And, um, and we lived there for about a year. And in that time, the, in the beginning, we were looking for a home, but there was price gouging going on. And yeah. also, once you found a house, even if you saw a house in a neighborhood, in your price range that mm-hmm. you wanted, before you could get to see it, it was gone because Mm. there were so many people looking for homes after that happened about three times. Yeah. We decided, we were like, maybe we're looking at this wrong. We're not tied down Mm. by a mortgage or anything like let's go somewhere else. And we weren't thinking international at first, but then it's like, let's go to Costa Rica. And, and I was like, okay, well let's do it. And so we put, um, In that garage, it was a one-bedroom, one-bathroom garage apartment the three of us stayed in. And that's the first thing that we realized is that, oh, we really like each other because we're on top of each other and we're not going crazy. Mm -hmm. And two, we don't need that whole house full of stuff because we've been in this tiny garage apartment. Every now and again, we'd have to go to storage to get something because we lost a lot of our stuff. But because we evacuated, we prepped really good. So we, like... Mm. All important stuff we put on Erin, the top bunk of her bunk bed, and we, we moved stuff. So we didn't lose as much had we either been home or like just left without prepping. Yeah. Um, so we had a storage unit, two storage units full of things, and we didn't need those things. And so um, I did the TEP, the yoga teacher training, because I always wanted to do it. And the year I was going to do it, I got sick and so I had to postpone doing that, and we graduated June 10th, I believe, from that yoga teacher training, and then Nick and I moved to Costa Rica July 5th.
0: Wow. Yeah. I will always remember, Kima, you standing up in that training and being like, I'm moving to Costa Rica, and I'm opening a retreat center, and we're like, Everybody just start, you know. Everyone went wild, <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, Kima in True Fashion was like, "And I'm doing it in less than a month." And <laughs> off she went. <laughs> off she went, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, yet, I love what you're sharing about Kima. Is like, I don't, y'all. I'm a little, I'm a little woo-woo right now about the universe. I'm loving it. I really feel like the, the like as there are a lot of challenging things happening right now. And yet every day I see this little glimmer of something beautiful, right? Or this direction change that is taking the the people that I love, that is taking me in the direction that I want to be in. And I see what you spoke about, Kima, about the homes where all of a sudden you're like, I'm trying to find a home. I'm trying to find a home. I'm in a garage apartment. We're not Mm -hmm. tied down. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, (laughs) you know, this moment of, oh, wow, that means we can go, we can move. And yeah, it's interesting because I'm uh, my fiance and I are trying to buy a house in Houston right now, and mm-hmm. it's the same situation. And I think in, in in the midst of crisis, in the midst of, I'm um, a lot of challenge, things. Things just turn and they end mm-hmm. up different than you thought they would, and that's how we are. You know, we've been looking for a house since February, and that's when COVID started, and like it just has not, it has not turned out. And I am um, trying to keep hope right now that, it, that that we're moving in the direction we need to and I and I keep seeing it you know little glimmers mm-hmm. of it and I'm not there yet yet I really love what you just shared about that that at some point it's like oh I see I see the place mm-hmm. I see the path mm-hmm. let me move into it and that's such it's a beautiful reminder
2: mm-hmm. and I really do Nick and I both feel like we were led here for whatever reason we were led here we've had the most beautiful experience since we've been here um I mean, I could probably do like eight podcasts on some of the things that we have experienced. I'm I'm not kidding you. Like, we've met the most amazing people. Our neighbors are wonderful people. Um, And we've gotten to do so many things that society tells you you can't do unless you're Mm. filthy rich. Mm -hmm. And we are anything but, but we have had some amazing experiences just because we we can see it. We can believe it. We can fathom it. And mm. that's why, you know, I anyone I meet and anyone I love, I tell them, your word is your wand. So you be very careful with what you say. Because I have said things and they have come to pass. And it has been insane the way that it happens. So you have to be bold and dare, dare to say what you want. A lot of people mm. are, are scared of what they want and they won't say it. But if you really want it, you say what you want, and the universe is conspiring with you to grant your wishes.
1: Yes, and going after it, then, you know, also yeah. is I think so many people start to create um, excuses or, um, you know, just some fears that pop up of like, well, maybe this isn't the path or whatever it might be. And you, what's so inspiring about what you're talking about is like, you not only manifested but then you went after it mm-hmm. and um and look at you now i mean it's just it's so cool this it, it's
2: it is it's something that we say all the time it's been two years and then every now and again we're like can you believe we live here yes like can you believe it like this is our <laughs> life and and so we, we're in constant gratitude also mm-hmm. i think y'all just saw nick and the baby walk by I did. Oh my
0: <laughs> y'all they're so cute they just look like the perfect little costa rican family
1: He's literally walking around, he looks like
0: he's walking around in swim trunks just holding the baby in one hand uh, little that is
2: exactly what he's doing because oh, it's hot yeah
1: what a
0: dream yes but, a dream. oh my gosh came up well you're i mean you have you have so much that you could share with us and thank you for sharing all of that with us about your story about how you got there and what we would love to know too and what this this specific podcast series is about is about women in quarantine and during COVID. and um i would love to hear some of your perspective and what you've been through since COVID 19 you know since corona came and what your your experience has been living over there as um do they call them expats over there Kina? Yes. are you an expat mm-hmm.
2: yeah we're, we're expats expat mm-hmm. in costa rica um so we got pregnant last year and we were not expecting it because that I was told that the chemo had damaged my reproductive system beyond repair. I couldn't have any more children. So, um, Costa Rica healed me first of Woo! all. Right. So we get pregnant and it's like, okay, I'm in my late thirties, but I'm going to have this baby because it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? And that's how mm-hmm. I know that i really am healed. And, we come home to visit, right? I saw both of you this past mm-hmm. winter and we leave January 28th to come back because I was getting, getting on, I was due April 16th and I desperately did not wanna have my baby in the United States because of a multitude of reasons. Um, mostly, it's just too expensive
0: to have a baby Mm -hmm. in the
2: United States as you know compared compared to what it can be here and I had a bad experience with Erilyn um when I had her in a hospital so we come back we're back we're happy we're thinking oh I'm gonna be at the beach every day and then Costa Rica closed the beaches because COVID happens Uh, so in my mind I had this idea of this this earthy pregnancy in my third trimester, I'm on the beach every day, I'm full moons, I'm in the sand. Like I just, I went all the way there, okay? Fertility <laughs> goddess in my head. <laughs> and the beaches close and then they enforce um, car restrictions so you can only drive on a certain day depending upon your license tag, your tag mm-hmm. number. Uh, and then they closed the borders, they closed the borders, March 18th or 19th. I can't believe I remember which one it was. And I was like, okay, don't panic because at that point, my mom is supposed to come April 22nd, which is her birthday. My, one of my friends was coming April 14th. Uh, my sister was going to come and you because we're having this, this baby, this miracle right. baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to keep hope alive. My mom will be there. Like my mom will be there when I have this baby because she didn't get to be there with and She was in the military and she was stationed in Korea. So she missed Aralyn's mm-hmm. birth. Um, well, of course you guys know plot twist. She doesn't get to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and so I, um, that dealing with that sadness towards the end of my pregnancy was something that I had to be extremely mindful about, right? Because I'm carrying this, this, this soul, this child, this being who feels everything that I feel, but I was devastated. And when you're pregnant, your emotions are like times 25. So I was devastated times 25, feeling really, really lonely. There is, there's something about the care of a woman Right when during that time, my husband was wonderful, but he's not a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a powerful circle of women around me that I support and that support me. And so it was just mm, I felt like I was robbed of something um, Mm -hmm. that I can't quite put language to. Mm -hmm. But you speak, you know, you speak these things. My mother actually was at the birth. My husband FaceTimed her. And she was on FaceTime. I was in active labor for probably nine hours. She was on FaceTime for six of those nine hours. I went into labor at like 1 a.m. And my daughter started texting people or whatever. And when my mom woke up, she texted my husband and said, call me. He did. And here's the crazy thing by the time my mom got on, I was already in that birth trance. So I was completely unaware of my surroundings really, you know, and I felt my mother's presence the whole time. And I kept thinking, I kept thinking, Oh, she's with me in spirit. Like I, like I was thinking it was this divine support, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm being blessed with the, presence, feeling the presence of my mom, but she was there the whole time. She was like washing dishes and she cooked her breakfast and she cooked her lunch. She didn't eat either of them because she was so nervous, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. that she even, she cooked lunch after cooking breakfast and, um, or maybe she hadn't cooked lunch yet, but she was just there and ever present. Every time we moved from the pool to the, to the, to the bed, back to the pool, the bed, Nick kept taking the iPad and placing her so she could see everything. So she did get to see
0: the birth. Mm, that's so um,
2: special. Yeah. And because of COVID, I ended up having a home birth um, mm-hmm. with a midwife and a doula. And um, it was it was everything that I could have ever wanted in a birth. I wanted a completely natural birth with Errolyn, but I ended up being conned into an unnecessary cesarean. Um, and you know, then they tell you if you have a cesarean, you can't. You should have a cesarean the second time. But I mm-hmm. opted for a VBAC, unmedicated, and with a midwife, and it turned out beautifully. My body did exactly what it was supposed to do, and um, and my daughter was my little assistant midwife. She had read the midwifery book. She she got a midwifery mm-hmm. book.
1: She's eleven. Oh
2: my God. She read it, like, four times before the birth, and she was just on it. When I was in labor, she had the phone, timing the contractions, rubbing my back in the pool. Like, she was just so, so, so ever-present. She's the most amazing child I've ever wow. encountered, and I'm not saying that because she's mine. Like, she's amazing. We
1: believe amazing. it, too. No, we know. We've
2: experienced we know her. firsthand. <laughs> And so we brought Nico in, me, Nick, Erilyn, the midwife, and a doula. And it was, oh, it was just magical. Like, I want to go into um, birthing because of my experience with it. Like, I think that I would be good as a doula to support other women. Um, There was a moment where I was like, can we just go to the hospital? (laughs) And Lori, my midwife, she looks at me and she's like, we can and but why do you want to do that like she knew that i was almost there because i was like i don't think i can do this but Mm -hmm. she's like well that means it's time (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you
0: get to that point it's time
2: yeah and um but it was great guys like having a baby at home in costa rica uh it was just the most it was just wonderful i just I, i i have to write my birth story I want to share it with the world like all of it all of the things um um, but I haven't had the time because I have this newborn little boy who is not as easy as my first (laughs) he's a little more clingy you know and uh, um but it was it was good it was good covid At first, I felt like it robbed me of some things, but it really blessed me in a way that I was, Mm. I was kind of forced, we didn't want to go to a hospital at this point, you know, it just wasn't worth the risk. And so I was kind of forced to make this really bold choice to birth at home. And, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, I don't think we're having any more. But if we did, then it would automatically be a a planned at home birth.
1: Mm. oh my gosh i love that it's so special and really i mean the whole thing is a miracle Mm -hmm.
2: the whole thing the whole whole thing
1: thing. is, is a miracle and i mean i i'm somebody that i fully believe in miracles and um and i'm just so grateful that you that you were able to have that experience and you're right. I feel the same. I feel I've been thinking about this too with COVID because I've felt the same sentiment of like things about my pregnancy felt have been felt very robbed and um, not what I would have planned or dreamed. And yet I've been able to really take care of myself and I've been able to slow down with my husband and do things that I know I wouldn't have done if I wasn't, forced into this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thank you for that perspective. It's such a good reminder for me mm-hmm. as well, especially as I'm getting closer. I've got six weeks mm-hmm. um, to his, his due date. And, um, and so that's really helpful for me to hear again and again. So thank you.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, finding the gratitude in something that hurts us is always, is always, the way to go like you'll feel better on the other side of it and so uh, you said slow down and would be with your husband like nick and i and erilyn we were able to spend a lot of time together as a as a three unit for the last Mm -hmm. time in the weeks leading up to nico's birth and we wouldn't have been able to do that because nick would have been working you know Mm -hmm. erilyn would have been going to school we just would have been all over the place but we were blessed to have like to be together I mean we did so much stuff um, and i 'm grateful that we live where we live you know we're we 're secluded, so we don 't have to worry about neighbors or anything like that. mountains in the valley. And Errol can walk around and play the dog. Like we're not cooped up. And I and I know that some people have the unfortunate experience of being in an apartment without a balcony or, you know, yes. they can't really get outside. And so I can imagine that that would drive me crazy, but I'm grateful that if I had to do it, that I get to do it here. I get mm-hmm. to be quarantined here. The, um, the only other thing that I think, um, bothers me is that so i still haven't seen my mother mm. we face time every day and so and we feel like nico is starting to learn her voice because he, oh. he, he laughs and smiles when he hears her um talk to him um but my my sister died on july 30th mm. and i wasn't able to go home mm-hmm. um not, I didn't need to go home for the funeral. I don't think that I would have attended because my mom asked, you know, do you want to see her? And I I don't, I didn't because I didn't want, I didn't want that image to infiltrate the memories that Mm -hmm. I have, you know, but I really, I just needed, I need, I still need to be hugged. Mm Sorry by Mm -hmm. my mother yes, and my family. And, um, that part, it's, it's I'm finding it very hard to find the gratitude, and um, but you know we couldn't we couldn't go home because the embassy is closed because of COVID, and Nico our our son, he is only a Costa Rican citizen. He's not a United States citizen right now because we can't file the papers, the consular birth abroad. Um, so he didn't have a passport, and it would it would have taken, like I could have put in for his pass, his Costa Rican passport when we found out about Aaron, but I still wouldn't have had it in time. So, um, so you know, really kind of stuck um, because of because of coronavirus. At the same time, though. I told Nick that, so the one thing I was able to find in gratitude in is that grieving here is probably very different from grieving in Houston because here I'm like surrounded by nature. Like we live in the jungle so I can walk through the jungle and really feel close to like, I call it the jungle spirit (laughs) because you know, you're walking and there's the monkeys and the wind and the trees and it really feels like you're not by yourself. And so, um, the sunshine, being able to plant my feet in earth, um, and having to tend to my children, Mm
1: -hmm. I
2: think has saved me from going just completely into despair because my sister was my best friend and, um, someone that I talked to every single day of my life, multiple times a day, like cooking a meal, we would cook and FaceTime. You know, Mm -hmm. so it was like it was almost still like we were still living life together just over Mm -hmm. the computer screen. And so to have that taken abruptly and suddenly and unexpectedly has been quite the adjustment. And I think the only reason that I didn't go completely insane is because I have to nurse this baby. And um, I only have one breast. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm already on the struggle bus when it comes to. breastfeeding this child I couldn't allow stress and despair and grief to rob him of that like I won't let COVID take that as well so I kind of have had to really be mindful about how I grieve and and not controlling it but allowing it to happen when I feel sad sit with it don't try to like not cry and and those things have, um, that's really helped a lot. But COVID took that, and that that's going to be a hard one to get over. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever get over my sister's passing, but just not being able to to go home. And I, and again, I need the support of my women's circle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. two things have happened in my life, and I haven't really been able to get that what i need um yeah hopefully though everybody can come here we're hoping that by thanksgiving the borders will be open Mm -hmm. to um my mom's state and um and they're gonna come for thanksgiving so that'll be nice yes (laughs) just to hug somebody from home
1: we're gonna hold that for
2: you Mm -hmm. thank you
1: and i believe it's gonna happen And thank you for sharing that. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. So thank you. And you're you're so strong and you're so brave and an inspiration.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss, Kima. I am so sorry. And I appreciate just how brave you are sharing about it already and being willing to come on here and share with us because um, you are not alone. And you sharing your story is going to touch other people who have also experienced loss during this time Mm -hmm. and have been through the same thing that you're through Like not being able to reach out. This is some people, you know, some people are making different choices, but not being able to reach out or be around physically your loved ones. And you speak about women and I mean, women have been in community for years. Women have been raising children in community for years, years, decades, time, like, hundreds of years and um Mm -hmm. you you are now in the experience due to a pandemic where that's not possible Mm -hmm. and um you know I'll remember when when this first started early on like March when things were bad in Houston I had a, a really tough couple of days and um Everett and I my fiance we had a tough couple of days so I felt um challenged in our relationship and um and due to a lot of, you know, we're good now. We're, we're good. But we had a couple of those days, you know, where it was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And I didn't feel, and I just felt more alone. You know, we were quarantined. And then I felt that there was friction in my relationship with my man. and one of the most important people in my life. And um, Gina Marie came over and brought me flowers and she put them at my doorstep and I opened, the, I opened the door and she's sitting there standing at me and I'm staring at her and I'm just sobbing. Right, but we're just standing staring at each other because it was was COVID and we weren't supposed Mm -hmm. to be close. And she just looks at me and she goes, do you want a hug? And I was just like, yes, I do. It was like a moment where I don't care
2: about Mm -hmm. the restriction,
0: I need need my woman, I need my person, Mm -hmm. I need my female Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships. And like Gina Marie said, you will get that and you will have that and all of us will again. You know, all of us, and She Inspires is a podcast for women. And so our listeners, our women out there, I know some of you are having a hard time and you're just not alone in that. And mm-hmm. um, Kima, you just shared so poignantly and beautifully that that is something that we are, are also grieving right now, mm-hmm. right, is the loss of that. And, and at this time, we can't have that or we can't have it in the way that we wanted to. And as much as Zoom has been a lifesaver for me and for us, it is not the same. And, um, a little
2: bit.
0: and I am holding out that picture. And you said at the beginning of this call, Kima, that by the end of 2020, we will embrace our women again and we will yes. have our people. So I'm, I'm going to speak it out there. I'm going to speak it yes. for you, Kima. I'm going to hold it for you. And I am going to bless your mom and the state that she's in and bless her flight over there. And um, I mean, I just feel I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about you two embracing that that is yeah. something mm-hmm. that will come again that mm-hmm. will come for us again. And, and, um, it, 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 takes all of us just holding up that faith and Thank believing
1: you. in that. Yeah. Thank sisterhood you. is a powerful thing. It is one of the most powerful things I think in this world. And, um, and, and that's really, I mean, that's why we started this podcast It was really about women, inspiring women and women, empowering women. And, um, forming a tribe, if you will, of women that feel connected and supported. And through hearing other women's stories, it just reminds you. I mean, like, <laughs> I've had some days where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this quarantine has really, really kicked me, kicked me down. And then, you know, I, I am reminded that yet I, I, keep, I keep moving forward, even when it's challenging, even when it's tough. Like I, not only is, is, is sisterhood so powerful, but like that innate uh, womanhood that we all carry mm. with us is, mm-hmm. um, is so remarkable. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a baby.
0: I know. Oh, I'm grateful for baby. that little miracle baby for you, Kima. The
1: Can you hear miracle him?
0: baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we just heard him
1: <laughs> for the first time. He's like, here I am. He says, it's time, mom. Where's my mom? I need her back. (laughs) What a gift you are to us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.
0: Kima, what do you want to? What is we'll give you the final word? What do you want to leave people with? What do you want to share with people? Or just share, like in a sentence or two, what have you learned during this
2: time that you're carrying forward? I have learned that I am infinitely more powerful than I think. And also i need more than i thought Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so i can handle these things but i need i need my community and they are more than you know just accessories in my life it's all about balance
1: yes beautiful oh so good so good oh my god this is a great episode i am thrilled about it
0: the best ever. People are going to just learn so much, be so inspired by you, Kima. I mean, your, um, your authenticity, your vulnerability, your bravery, your boldness, you are an inspiration to us all. Thank you so much for sharing your whole heart with us, sharing all of you with us, sharing the gratitude, the highs, the lows, everything in between, and um, really giving people permission to know that all of it's okay. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm really leaving this with, you know, is like that the, the whole of it, all the emotions, all the experiences, all of it is um, valid and okay to feel right now during this time that's really challenging and that we are not alone.
1: Yes. Agreed. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
0: listeners. We love you. Wow. We love you, Kima. We love you, listeners. Uh, we will see y'all uh, next time. Bye, next my sweet time. Kima in Costa Rica. Bye, Bye listeners. You. Love Bye. you too.